0: U.S. Congressman Mike Gallagher is the chairman of a new committee on China, and they've got a very big hearing tonight. The congressman has made some time for us this afternoon. Congressman Gallagher, thank you so much for being with us.
1: Great to be with you.
0: So tonight's hearing, what, what will be the primary focus of this very first hearing? What are you hoping to, uh, to knock down, to accomplish?
1: We're hoping to explain to our colleagues and the American people why they should care about the threat posed by the Chinese Communist Party, why this isn't just a distance over there threat, the matter of some obscure territorial claim in the East China Sea, but a right here at home threat, something that every uh, citizen of America and the state of Wisconsin should absolutely pay attention to. And so we want to set the stage for the work of this committee. And also, I think we want to send a bipartisan tone. Uh, Thus far, we've been able to operate in a bipartisan manner. We want Uh, Republicans and Democrats to be working together to counter this very real threat to our national security.
0: Congressman, you and I have spoken through the years. Uh, You were an early leader on why China on multi fronts is the biggest threat to the United States. Uh, Militarily and economically, do you believe they pose the biggest threat to the United States? Without question, I think they pose the biggest threat
1: to the United States. I would call this an existential threat because it's a question of what kind of world do we want to live in. I think the model of techno totalitarian control that the Chinese Communist Party is perfecting in the Xinjiang autonomous region, perfecting on their own citizens, is not something that's going to stay confined within China's borders. It's a model they want to export around the world. And I actually just had an event with uh, Hong Kongers, uh, people from Hong Kong, uh, many of whom, it's two years ago that there were 47 Hong Kong democracy, democracy activists are arrested without cause by the CCP thrown in jail. They remain in jail this day. Uh, The experience of Hong Kong shows that the threat is going to spread. And When I was in Taiwan last week for four days, they spoke about Hong Kong as evidence that the CCP threat continues to spread around the world. And of course, they feel like they're under assault every single day from the Chinese Communist Party. So this is something we have to tackle with a greater sense Of urgency, Uh, we've been sleepwalking for too long, and it's time we start fighting back.
0: And you've got a specific name for the panel that you're on, and a reason for that. The House Select Committee on the Strategic Competition Between the United States and the Chinese Communist Party. That's a mouthful.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, it's a mouthful. We're calling it the uh, colloquially the Select Committee on China, uh, more accurately the Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party. And you know we want single out the Chinese Communist Party for a few reasons. One, it conveys something essential about how the government works in China, which is to say the party controlled everything. And increasingly, a small portion of the party, the Politburo Standing Committee, and increasingly one person in the form of General Secretary Xi Jinping controls everything. Um, So the party state is the threat we face. And the second related message is that the Chinese people are not our enemy. We don't have a problem with the Chinese people. The Chinese people are the primary victims Of the party's oppression. So, understanding that distinction between the party and the people is critical to getting our policy right
0: going forward. I wanted to jump in and follow up on your trip to Taiwan. You took a covert trip to Taiwan. Uh, What did you discover over there that gave you the most pause?
1: It wasn't covert. I flew direct commercial from Chicago, (laughs) O'Hare. That's not very undercover. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, as any American is welcome to do. Um, But uh, I just didn't publicize it in advance, and I I didn't do press until afterwards, in part because I just wanted to have more candid discussions with um, uh, my counterparts in Taiwan, and I was fortunate enough to meet with the president, the vice president, the minister of defense, the national security advisor, the head of their intel community. And really my big takeaway was that we're not moving fast enough to deliver the weapons that they purchased from us. Uh, There's a backlog totaling $19 billion. And if we want to avoid a war in Taiwan, if we want to avoid a similar collapse of deterrence like that we saw in Ukraine, we just have to be moving faster to deliver these weapons systems. The second thing is we really have a deficient economic strategy. The Taiwanese want a free trade agreement with us. We're just not making progress on that. There's some double taxation issues that we could fix that would stimulate Taiwanese investment in the United States. And then the third thing is that you know Taiwanese leaders across the board talked about this increasing strategic convergence between Russia and China. They see the threat, uh, the crisis in Ukraine is connected to the increasing crisis uh, involving them as well. And so to separate those problems, I think, would be a mistake. We have to view Vladimir Putin as Xi Jinping's junior partner in an alliance against the West.
0: Talking with U.S. Representative Mike Gallagher, and uh, Mr. Gallagher, as you um, are working to try to improve U.S.-China relations Uh, with the new information that no one knows for sure, but COVID may truly have come from a Chinese lab. Do you perceive the White House is maybe downplaying this news for diplomacy to help benefit relationships between the U.S. and China?
1: It seems like they're downplaying it, and it's baffling, because if we want to avoid a future pandemic, we have to understand how this one started. And let's say they don't believe the lab leak theory. And the lab leak theory is far more plausible than the zoonotic origin theory. Um, Why would they not be rushing or pressuring the Chinese Communist Party to provide more information? Why would they not be more forthcoming in disclosing information that the executive branch has so that we can understand how this happened? And regardless of whether you think it came from a wet market or a lab, there's no question that the CCP covered this thing up should tell us something fundamental about the regime we're dealing with. This regime cannot be trusted. So I've been very disappointed in the White House's response or lack thereof. And here's the other thing. There's a lot of scientists, leaders in our public health community, that have been calling for enhanced collaboration with Chinese scientists, that were funneling U.S. taxpayer dollars to collaborative research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And so they don't want to admit that they were wrong. They don't want to accept any blame for the origin of the pandemic. And they want to continue this dangerous research. If we were acting rationally, if we were behaving like a sane country, we would outlaw that dangerous gain-of-function research, and we would be demanding more accountability from the Chinese Communist Party.
0: Congressman, the White House has directed federal agencies that they have 30 days now to take TikTok from all government-issued devices. Why is TikTok dangerous?
1: Well, there's really two issues here. Uh, one is just uh, well, the basic ownership structure is working in the background. TikTok is owned by a company called ByteDance, and ByteDance is effectively controlled by the Chinese Communist Party, um, as is every major Chinese company. Um, the second thing is the ability for Byte dance then to use TikTok to track your location, to spy on you, to exfiltrate data from your phone. But really the third thing I think is the biggest threat. By controlling the algorithm, TikTok can effectively control what information you get because TikTok is no longer just a forum for dumb dance videos that teenagers use. It is a, a mechanism for people to get their news. So we have to ask ourselves if we want a company – That's effectively controlled by the Chinese Communist Party to be the most dominant media company in America. That could affect our sense of reality, our sense of national identity. This is the greatest influence operation in human history, and we are just not taking it seriously enough. I get that it's highly addictive. I get that this doesn't make me popular with teenagers in Wisconsin, but we simply cannot give the CCP that much leverage over us.
0: U.S. Congressman Mike Gallagher chairs the Select Committee on China. Uh, You can check it out. If you've never watched C-SPAN, watch it tonight. It's going to be on C-SPAN. I think it starts 6 o'clock our time. Congressman, thank you so much for making some time for us. Thank you.